Bulletproof Radio, a state of high performance. You're listening to Bulletproof Radio with Dave Asprey. Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. What if there was a way to level up your energy, get rid of stress, and take more control of your body? Welcome to Quantum Upgrade. This is a new technology that taps into quantum energy to help you feel amazing. Quantum Upgrade has a lot of different products that help protect you from EMF and help activate your body's natural healing abilities. You can expect better sleep, more resilience, less stress, and better blood flow. The cool thing about Quantum Upgrade is that the products are backed by a lot of heavy-duty scientific studies, and there's a new measurable upgrade. You can now use Quantum Upgrade to increase your consciousness levels between 1,400 and 2,200 on the Hawkins map of consciousness. If you don't know what that means, do some research because it's impressive, it's fun to learn about, and it's something that I've come to understand. Ready to try Quantum Upgrade? Visit quantumupgrade.io slash Dave for a seven-day free trial. Today's cool fact of the day is that non-food things like shampoo, cream, sunscreen, lipstick, toothpaste, medications, and vitamins sometimes use gluten for processing. And just because it's not being used as a food, it doesn't have to be declared on a label. So if you're like crazy gluten sensitive, I check with your manufacturers. If it's lipstick, actually, you probably don't want to put gluten on your lips every day because you eat a lot of lipstick. I read some studies somewhere that women eat like 80 pounds of lipstick a year. I'm just kidding. It was nowhere near that much. But it was enough to like pay attention to. So uh, I would say you probably don't have to worry about it depending on the level of sensitivity you have. And if you don't know your level of sensitivity, try going without gluten, like strictly going without gluten for a month and see what happens to your brain, see what happens to the rest of you. And quite often it could take six months for all the effects of gluten to leave your immune system. It's kind of crazy all the different symptoms that can be tied to it. And we aren't very good as humans at identifying long-term results of short-term actions. So you ate the pizza and you know, you're still kind of stiff a month later, you're not going to draw that correlation unless you're a crazy event correlation machine like me. What if there was a way to feel younger for longer? Well, there is. Your body needs something called the NAD plus molecule to help you age well. When you're young, your body makes a lot of NAD plus, and that helps you make energy. It helps you keep your DNA healthy, absorb nutrients well, and it protects your cells from stress. But once you hit about 30, your NAD plus levels start to drop. The good news is that longevity scientists have found some things that can help, like niacin, niacinamide, and niagen. They help your body make more NAD+, even as you age. All three of these are in an amazing formula called Qualia NAD+. Check out Qualia NAD+, risk-free, for up to 100 days at neurohacker.com slash Dave15 to save an extra 15%. That's neurohacker.com slash Dave15, Qualia NAD+. It's what I use. 
Today's guest is someone who actually was 50 pounds overweight with severe depression, and uh, that led to her getting divorced and broke. But that's just like the backstory, and she's none of those things now that I'm aware of, except, well, once you're divorced, you're divorced, just like me, hey. Uh, nothing wrong with a little practice before you make it perfect. I'm talking to a master sports nutritionist, a fitness trainer, someone with millions of followers on Facebook and other social media, things like that, none other than Natalie Jill, author of the new book, The Seven Day Jumpstarts. Natalie, welcome to Bulletproof Radio. I am so stoked to be here. I, seriously, my life feels complete that I get to be on Bulletproof Radio today. Oh, <laughs> I'm stoked. Hey, hey, Brock, we got to send her a lot more product. <laughs> well, I'm just, I just heard what you were pumping about the Bulletproof Instant Mix, and I'm all about that now because exactly what you said with that, the cheap butter and the coconut oil, that's what I literally just did last week. So I'm stoked. <laughs> yeah, it feels different when you get the, the real stuff because Brain Octane raises ketones and coconut oil has a lower effect on ketones than just eating nothing. And this is totally not what they tell you in paleo circles, but the science is the science. And uh, coconut oil is good for you. It's just not going to put you in ketosis. So I'm happy we finally get a chance to chat on the air. We've, we've talked before. And you're coming out with your, your new work. And you, you've really actually done a lot of hacking on yourself. Because I tend to listen more to someone who's, who's dealt with like, And you're really open about it. Like the fact that, yes, you had 50 extra pounds. I had 100 extra pounds. And I, I dealt with the symptoms of Asperger's syndrome and, and social anxiety. And I, as a kid, I used to have like OCD and ODD and all sorts of weird stuff. But just be able to be open and vulnerable about that. That's one thing I, I respect about you is you're like, yes, I had to lose 50 pounds. I had to turn my brain back on from when I was depressed. And, and you're open about it and, and you share really authentically. So how did that lead to you writing the seven-day jumpstart plan? Like, like how, did you, how did you get here with millions of people listening to your every word and yeah. looking at your every action? Like, like, give me your story. You know, it's so funny because it's, it's hard to believe myself because I spent most of my life being what I call a fake person because up until my late 30s, I was the person that had this image to hold up. I thought, I have to have this certain job. I have to live in this type of neighborhood. I have to drive this kind of car. I have to be married with the two dogs and the picket fence and the baby. Like I just had this image of what I was supposed to be. And I feel like I spent my whole life in this fake world of putting on an act of who I thought I was supposed to be, if that makes sense. It makes and it a lot of sense. I'm sure half people listening are like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess what's happening. And and I feel like it was such a big lesson for me because what happened was just when I looked like I had everything so put together to everybody else in the world, my life was falling apart inside. And I was pregnant um, and I was happy about that, but I was also pregnant at a time when the housing market had crashed, when the stock market had crashed, where I was getting a divorce. My husband and I at the time decided our marriage was not going to, was not going to work for a lot of reasons. I had gained a lot of weight when I was pregnant and not because of hormones and just because I was a pregnant, but because I was frankly eating everything. I mean, French fries, ice cream, everything to comfort myself because I was feeling down. And I felt like I had the weight of the world on me because financially I was struggling. I knew I was going to lose my house. I I knew I was having a new baby. I was going to be divorced. And I was really scared because the only stable thing I had in my life was my job and I was traveling full time with it. And I knew that had to change because how was I going to be a single mom and raise a daughter and go through a divorce and pay my, and travel. I I just, I, I remember feeling so overwhelmed and I felt so phony because I had this 
life that I looked like I was living and I didn't know how to tell people I was struggling. I was embarrassed, which is so funny to me now because I share (laughs) everything now. I don't care. I just put it all out there. But at the time it was like, I have to be tough. I can't let people see this side. And I was really a fake person. That's how I, it's like a different chapter of my life. There's a line from like an Alice in Chains song uh, that I I used to really like. And it's not like, like, they didn't, they never knew who I thought I was supposed to be is a line from it. And, and you're reminding me, I remember when I, I told my boss way back when I got divorced and more than way more than 10 years ago, um, I walked in, I'm like, look, I, I need to take a few days off. And he goes, well, no notice. Like what the hell? Like we're at a startup, like things are moving. And, and I'm like, I'm getting divorced. And he just stopped. He goes, are you kidding me? He goes like, like, why didn't you say something? I had no idea anything right. was going on. And all my friends said they had no idea. That, like, this just came out of the blue. I'm like, well, you're not supposed to like talk about that stuff. And I'm like, turns out you are supposed to talk about it. I just didn't. So you were in <laughs> the same know. boat I was yeah, in. Yeah, I was right? depra- and, I, and I was too proud for therapy at the time. Yeah. I mean, all the things that I would be supportive of now, I was like too proud. Like, oh, I therapy don't need therapy is for weak people. Or, don't you know that? I don't that? need antidepressants. I don't need. I just everything was like, I don't need that. You know, I yeah. don't need to talk to somebody and tell them my problems. But I, I knew something was wrong. I knew I was really depressed. I mean, I knew I didn't want to get up in the day. I didn't, I was tired. Literally, I felt like the only thing that was keeping me going was that I was a mom. I was going to be a mom. And I remember wishing I had a remote control to fast forward. I'm like, I just need to fast forward this whole time of my life. I don't know where it's going, but I need to fast forward. And my line in the sand was after I'd had my daughter and things were definitely out of control, but I remember walking and catching a glimpse of myself in a window, like where you see the mirror reflection. And I just didn't recognize who I had become. I mean, I had like the bags under my eyes. I was overweight. My daughter was now a few months old. Things were hanging on me. I I just, I didn't recognize who I'd become. And I felt so alone. And I thought, I don't want to be this person anymore. And I tell everybody now, the very first step in changing your life, whether it's weight loss, your career or relationship, is you have to make a decision. You have to decide. You have to decide it's possible. Because I always hear people say, oh, I tried this, or I don't know, or I might, but they haven't decided. But when I decided I'd had enough, that's when everything started to change. And I went home and I just said, okay, I don't know how I'm going to get out of this, but I'm getting out of it. I'm deciding. I made a vision board. That was the very first thing I did. And I did that because I wanted to be able to look at images of possibility. I thought if I could just look at happy couples or look at fit people or look at um, money or just things that I thought would make me happy at the time, maybe I could start acting towards those feelings. And that was literally like my first step. I, I didn't have this grand plan to be in fitness or nutrition or inspire others. I just was trying to save myself. And I knew I had to decide and create a vision. That was literally the first step. That's a pretty powerful story. Uh, you learn a lot from a process like that versus like, oh, I decided I was going to like start a, you know, health marketing and, you know, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll market the American food pyramid and, you know, whatever. And, and you, yeah. you, you get like a different level of authenticity. I think that's why you, you have so many followers on social too, because you're yeah. really open about these things. And I, I respect that about you. And I, I, ne- I never had the idea of starting a, a fitness business, but what happened was I needed accountability somehow. And I couldn't tell my friends and I didn't want to tell my family. I didn't, I didn't know who to talk to about what was going on. So I, this is when I had, you know, no followers on Facebook. I had like my high school friends on there. They're just like, I would be whispers. Yeah. So, but I, rem- I remember t- I started, the first thing I started doing was I was going to like pay attention to what I was eating 
And I had started researching online about food and nutrition. And I already knew some stuff about being gluten-free, but I didn't understand like really about whole unprocessed food and what I needed to balance things out. And I thought, I'm just going to start preparing meals based on what I'm learning. And I'm going to take a picture of them and I'm going to share them because I want other people to see what I'm doing. And it was really my own accountability that if I tell people I'm going to post my meals every day, um, I have to do it. I can't reach for the chips or the the junk because I'm going to post my meal. And I started sharing. And what was really amazing was that was the first experience in my life of being truly authentic, like of telling what I'm actually doing without an agenda. And I had so much support. It was amazing. Like people were like, this is so wild. Like you're sharing your meals. I had no agenda. You're telling me that you didn't like like photo sculpt your guacamole into like a perfect dome no. for you photoshopped. I, I mean, you- so funny because I think of like my cookbook now, which was like food stylists and everything. Right. This is my remember blackberries. I mean, I, this was my yeah. blackberry um, phone. Things looked like puke. I mean, quite frankly, I was like, <laughs> what is this? I didn't know about that. I was doing it for my own accountability, and it yeah. was very real. People are mean on social. You post it, you're like, okay, here's a picture of what I actually eat. And like, it doesn't look pretty. I'm like, here's the deal. Most of us don't eat food sculpted food every <laughs> meal. I, I, it's just a thought, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now we do with Instagram and Pinterest. But, uh, but at the time, yeah. on my accountability on Facebook, no, I, I just put it out there as my Blackberry photos. And it was really amazing to me that I was just sharing and people were interested. They were like, what is this? What are you putting in here? And I just was talking to people. That was it. it there was no grand business plan. I was just talking to them. How did that lead to the seven-day jumpstart? Yeah. So this is actually really funny. So um, people liked my meals and they started asking, you know, hey, this is really creative. Like, can you put together a recipe book for us? And I thought, a recipe book? I don't know the first thing about that, but um, somebody told me to make an ebook. And I remember Googling what is an ebook, because I didn't know what that meant. And an ebook is an electronic book. And then because I'm that, I'm a fast acting, like that ADD personality. I just, I just do things. I don't really research enough. <laughs> you know what? Once I decide, yeah. I didn't look up like how to professionally do an ebook. I just did one myself, like on a word document with my Blackberry pictures being inserted. So I, I took like one weekend and I put all my Blackberry pictures in. I wrote a little description. It was this complete ghetto style. Um, <laughs> it was not even a PDF, like a word document. And I decided I was going to charge $10 for it. And I put it out on Facebook and I'm like, okay, you guys, I put my recipes together. Here they are, you know, $10. All you have to do is if you PayPal, here I email it to you. And that's how <laughs> nice, it started. That is nice e-commerce platform there. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know about internet yeah. marketing or sales pages or any of this stuff. I, I just knew, you know, people are asking for recipes. And while they were liking my recipes and I was doing this, my body was changing because I was really getting excited. I was connecting with people. I was working out more. I was starting to become the person I wanted to be. And I was sharing that. I was saying, you know, I went to the gym, I did this workout and people started to see my body change. So they said, Hey, how do you put this together in a meal plan? So I took another weekend. I sat down and I wrote what's now, um, was a very, it was a very different version at the time, but of my original seven day jumpstart. And I wrote it in a weekend I didn't proofread it. It's it's like embarrassing now, but but it worked. It was like I put together what I explained to you: my goals, how to do a vision board, um, how I put a meal together, and how to use recipes and a little cookbook. And I decided to sell that for thirty five dollars, and people loved it because it was. I'm being real, and I'm connecting. I'm not marketing. I was being real, connecting with people. They loved it. They would send me in a message and say, "Oh my gosh, this jumpstart was awesome. I lost five pounds. I'm feeling great." Um, 
this is, thank you for creating this. And I would ask them if I could screenshot that and share it. And they'd say, yes. And I would say, oh my gosh, look at Dave. He just sent me this. It made my day. I made it about him because it was about him. Yeah. Like he lost weight doing this. I mean, who, this is amazing. And I always said, who is next? And it just started to grow. It started to grow. And what was amazing, it wasn't so much the money because yeah, money started to come in. But what was amazing to me is that my rock bottom place that I didn't understand why it was happening to me was now changing the lives of other people and getting them encouraged and motivated. And I felt like I had a purpose now. It's like, wow, I have a purpose and I'm helping these people. Like I, it was amazing to me. I, I wasn't setting out to be a social media, you know, expert or um, a fitness guru or any of that. It just, it just happened from me being really real and sharing and listening. It's amazing. You just went and you did it. When I, when I started out, I spent five years writing a book, <laughs> uh, the Better Baby book. I wrote the book uh, before I talked to publishers. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was like, you know, it's an important book, and like, like I believe it. It has a. I wrote it actually based on the own program uh, for for we did for my own family to not have kids with autism because it kind of <laughs> runs in my family. Like I kind of had Asperger's. And I say kind of because I wasn't formally diagnosed with it, but it runs in my family and had all the symptoms of it. But by the time I, I was diagnosed with stuff, I'd already changed my biology so dramatically that it, it's, it, I'm neurologically different, we'll put it that way. Um, so I, I did all that work. So that's five years where I probably could have been sharing knowledge and information and just talking about it. And you just like went for it. <laughs> and then I, I brought the book out. And because I hadn't have done the things that you've done, uh, it only sold like 5,000 copies, even though it, it's actually got way more science in it than the Bulletproof Diet, which sold hundreds of thousands of copies because I learned how to do it right. Uh, and uh, along the way, as the traffic started to grow for uh, for, for Bulletproof, I I did come out with an ebook briefly, but it was one of those things where I spent a long time on it. I'm like, it's just not good enough. And like I set the bar so high that I, I made it more work than it needed to be. And and here you are, you're like, I'm just going to go for it. And uh, so kudos for for doing that because I I didn't do that and you're making me wonder why uh, because the very first e-commerce ever on the internet you totally reminded me of it was a, a t-shirt that said caffeine my drug of choice mm-hmm. and out of my dorm room it was just like I said I'm like I posted in these little uh, forums called uh, news groups mm-hmm. uh, on something called Usenet this was before the browser existed. Sure. And it was like, if you want one of these uh, T-shirts, you can just send a check to my dorm room, and, and I'll send you a T-shirt. It, and like, it was so good, but we yeah. didn't have anything better at the time. But it was actually, it turns out, cutting edge. But uh, that quick start ability to just go out there and say, I don't really know, but I'll figure out I'm going to do it. That's a real asset. And it, you're making me wonder why I didn't do more of that in Bulletproof, but uh, who knows? But I'll tell you where it came from, because that wasn't the old me. The old me yeah. in corporate America, before I went through all this what was into perfection. I had everything had to be perfect. This was, I didn't care anymore. I was so down on my luck and feeling so just bad that I had nothing to lose. And I thought I'm putting myself out there and I'm just being real. And what I was learning was the more real I was, the more I was connecting with people. And it's funny to me because I have so many people, especially in fitness and nutrition now, they come to me and they say, Oh my gosh, you, you have this big social media or you've been successful, whatever. Um, here, I have this business idea or this business plan. And I'm thinking like, you're missing the whole thing. That is not what I did at all. (laughs) I mean, I I went, I built a following really just talking to people and being real. And that's where I got my product ideas. It was completely the other way around. 
The, the authenticity and, and connecting thing, I, I started writing with Bulletproof. I already had a job as a VP at a big company. Like I, I, didn't, I didn't expect to build a business out of it like that. Uh, I, I wanted people to read the information, but I'm like, I, I already have a paycheck. Like I, I'm, I'm okay. Uh, I'm not wealthy, but I'm, I'm certainly comfortable, and like it's all good. And uh, uh, that level of startup, same thing. People come in all the time, I have this big idea, and I'm going to exploit the market. I'm like, you're actually, no one's going to listen to you because you're... <laughs> Where's your platform? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even if you build a platform, it, it's like like to build an authentic platform of people who care. Well, you have to care, and, and you have to really yes. bring it every day. And and it, people have BS detectors that are really strong. And if if you set that off because you're not authentic, it doesn't matter if you like no. meant to be authentic. If either you are or you aren't. And, and I don't know how to teach that, but you, you certainly yeah. you certainly put that in early because you put all of yourself into your business, and, and then. You've also evolved your thinking. So you started out with this, I'm just going to call it like a, a ghetto ebook. Mm-hmm. And now, though, you've got like a, a quote, real book. Yeah. And how did you change? How did you change how you lay it out? My ghetto ebook evolved as my business yeah. grew. And, you know, I have 19 ebooks now, which is funny. But yeah. um, every single ebook, every DVD I have made, every single thing I've done, it's because my audience asked for it. I never just had sure. the idea. It was like they're saying, we want workouts or we want this. or And I created it based on what they're asking me for. So, um, I had, once I actually was actually making money and, you know, my, I was able to start an actual business and my following was growing, it was time to make that seven day jumpstart better. So then I really did invest in getting help and making it more, more meatier, more information, some newer recipes. And so the ebook was doing great. And I, I didn't tweak it much after that because my gosh, we had helped tens of thousands of people transform and it was working. It was amazing. But what happened was I wanted to get out to more of the masses. I feel like my message and what I went through was strong. And I watch all these diets come and go that I was not believing in and not following. There was, there was, there's definitely a handful that I did, but there's a lot that I think is just garbage out there. And I thought, I just want to get my simple message out. And I knew there's only so much I can do myself on social media and through my website. And I was like, I, I just thought I have to get this in a hard copy book and I have to get it in bookstores because one, I'm going to reach more people. And two, it validates it more because you and me might think information's great in an ebook, but there are people that they want a hard copy. They want to know it's a published book and I get it. So to me, it was, that was sort of a next step. Like I don't need to prove that this works. I just want to get it out to more people. So that's when I did talk with a publish, several publishers and ended up working with one on turning in this, this into a, an actual book. And what I wanted to do with that was make it different and better than the ebook because I feel I felt I wanted this to be a part two to people that have already done my ebook, but also something that the masses would really enjoy. So things like putting 84, rest, 84 brand new recipes in it. So it could be a recipe book, um, adding workouts to it. So just making it a lot more meaty. So how did you lay it out? Because it, it's laid out pretty cleanly. Like, what does a seven-day jumpstart plan look like? So the beginning of it is first, literally, talk. It's gets more into my story and sharing some other people's stories, and then also talking about that first step because I think it's so important about becoming your authentic self, creating a vision, and writing out goals. Because I don't care what the diet is, if you don't have that dialed in, you can't stick to it. It's so important. You got to get your mind right. So I really dive deep into that, where I think a lot of diet or nutrition books out there, they like tap on that, but they don't really dial into that. And I actually have works, 
things you have to do, like little worksheets that you've got to fill out wow. just to get in that right mindset. And then I, I explain, I, I really, I don't love just giving a plan without explaining why things are happening. And I, I didn't want to explain it to science techie because there's people like you that can do that. Amazing. That's not my strength. It's also boring if you do too much. Like well, I, I, I had to take it out of the bulletproof diet. <laughs> I'm a geek, right? But most people, they're like, tell me what to eat already. For God's sake, shut up. Right. Sure. So I, I think you might've, you might've healed to people better. No, than I just, I didn't, I, I didn't want to put anything in my book that was not backed by research. So everything oh, oh, yeah, is backed yeah. by research, but I, I didn't, I wanted to get to the point and I wanted to remember who I was talking to. And I'm talking to the person who's where I was. The person that is 30 to 50 pounds overweight, that's eating processed food, that they don't understand this really amazing nutrition. They're just they're just learning to unprocess their diet. So I wanted to talk to them. So I explained things. I explained like what happens when you eat artificial sweeteners? What happens to your body when you eat too many starchy carbs? What happens to your body when you don't eat enough fat? I just explain it so they understand and that helps them understand why they're doing things before they're following a meal plan. And then I have, I actually lay out a seven-day meal plan and it's optional. I say you can read the rest of this and do it yourself. Or if you want, some people want the black and white, tell me what to do. Or you could follow this. And I I really break meals down just to very simple fats, carbs, and proteins, just teaching what that is. And everything is based on a food that once grew. So it's real natural foods. I don't put any rules about time of day. I, I get that some people want to do bulletproof in the morning and not um, eat food until a lot later. And that's fine. I get that people want to eat their meals every few hours versus spreading them out. I explain why I don't do that every few hours, but I let people choose because it's it's beginner steps first. Let me teach you how to unprocess your diet. Let me show you how great you're going to feel doing that. And then we can get into the more advanced stuff. And then I have 80, I have 77 recipes that are to show people that unprocessed food can taste amazing. You don't need ho-hos or Twinkies. Like you can have real food that tastes amazing. That's good for you. Seven guilt-free desserts. And then I have um, seven body weight workouts that are seven minutes each. Because I also wanted to show people that you don't have to go to the gym and beat yourself up for hours. So, so are you like a blackjack player? Um. No, I'm not. Like, I'm a relaxed. Three seven is I'd 21. I'm like, head. where oh, did so the sevens seven? come from? Like, like there's got to be an angle yeah. here. So, well, seven's <laughs> always been my favorite number. I don't know why. But um, because I called it seven-day jumpstart, I just liked the whole sticking with seven. You just tripled down seven. on the sevens. And like, seven, right, seven, I, seven. I like it. No, it, it's got, uh, it, it's, it's I didn't want to call classy. it like 666 or like, you know, I, have, <laughs> I got I to gotta stay positive. I'm telling you, if you're with the evil diet, you'd probably have a really big brand. I'm just so saying. But. And I, I honestly, I wanted to call it just unprocess your diet. That was the name I wanted because that's really what it is, Unprocessed Your Diet. We went with Seven Day Jumpstart because that's the book I initially did that had so much success. So everyone felt it was best to keep it branded with that. Let's talk about what unprocessing really is. Yes. Because like cooking is kind of a process. Yes, totally. So so you you will probably not agree 100% with my my definition. Now, we don't have I'm to agree. Not, I, I just I'm want not, to talk, right? Because again, I'm talking to like the masses. So, yeah. so the way, so yes, technically unprocessed is like raw, natural, like you're picking it off the tree and it's you're eating it. That could be- You have to be naked in sunshine or you don't get your vitamin D. <laughs> exactly. Like it, it's totally proven. There's three studies. No fake light at night unless you have your blue light glasses on either. But <laughs> it's like, but but basically I anything that once grew or you can pronounce is what I start with. So if it once grew, that is a good choice. And if it's coming from a package, which is not my choice, but if it is, can you? do you know what the, what is in it? Do you know what those ingredients are? Can you define them? 
are they, you know, are they real? So take, um, this is probably a funny example, but I'm going to say ice cream. If you're going to eat ice cream, I want you eating the real thing with three ingredients, not the fat-free, sugar-free, fake yogurt, you know, because we can't define what's in that. So what I want real ingredients that once grew and you can define, and then we can advance from there, you know, but it's, it's just because I think, and, and I'm guilty of it too. I get so caught up in this, this amazing nutrition and all the new research and what's out there. But then what that does is that alienates people that are just starting because it's overwhelming for them. And I wanted to, so when I say on process, I'm just unraveling. I'm getting you away from the Doritos. (laughs) You know, let's stop that. Let's start eating more natural again. That is an an amazing first step. And and there's all sorts of reasons you might not want to eat potatoes. Like like you could talk about carbohydrates, you could talk about... Uh, there's also reasons. Uh, there's a book called the the Potato Hack, where yeah. it actually talks about only eating potatoes. Right? There's <laughs> arguments on both sides. But here's sure. the thing: eating a potato chip that came from a factory, fried in crap, versus baking a potato or making your own potato chip in the oven or, or even frying it yourself in good oil. There's just a, a difference, and I'm not sure yes. we can even quantify what the difference is. But you'll feel better if you make it yourself. Yeah. It's baby steps. It's just like, okay, I'm, I eat organic. I'm a huge fan of organic eating. Would I tell somebody if the choice was to eat organic fruit and vegetables or not eat fruits and vegetables at all because their only choice happens to be not organic, I'm going to tell them to make it. So it's baby steps. It's baby steps. And that's what I talk about. So if you're eating candy and junk, the next best step is what? And then the next best step is what? Like you can really get picky and you can move down the line and have this perfect diet later, but you got to start somewhere. And to me, people giving up diet soda and starting to read ingredients and understand what things are that they're putting in their body, that's a huge, huge first step. And I want to show people that it's possible because I think that some of the diets out there, um, they really overwhelm people. And it's it's too hard to start because it's like, this is extreme. It's totally true. There's... There's a lot that happens when, when you go to a, 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 just a, a normal person's house. And I, I used to do this with, with clients and even just with friends. And, and you take two large black trash bags and you walk into the kitchen and you open the cabinets. Oh, yeah. And you're like, this is going to the food bank because most of it isn't food. And like, I actually have, I have questions about this and, and people will think I'm nuts. But if you go to someone's house and you're like, this isn't food and you take the food out I don't want to compost it, and this is also going to piss people off. If you make compost out of processed food, you know what you get? You get crappy soil, and it doesn't grow good food. I agree. I agree. Like industrial composting things, just because it looks like dirt doesn't mean it's useful dirt. Like, sorry, you put antibiotic tainted crap in the soil, the soil won't have healthy bacteria. Like, it's just how it is. You put glyphosate in there, it's ruined. But do I really want to give bags of corn chips and, like, like, Seriously, like fake foods to people who are are less fortunate. I, I actually would rather give them like wholesome organic food and grass fed butter. With you. But if if someone's really hungry, it's probably better that they eat something rather than nothing. So I, I'd bring it to the food mm-hmm. bank. But when you go in and you empty that house, that is like traumatic. Like you just gave away five hundred dollars worth of like staple foods, even though I would call them staple foods with little fake yes. quotes around the foods because you shouldn't be eating them. So your book, I think, helps people see, all right, I'm going to have to make some changes there. And that change alone is big, much less, you know, you should have no uh, nothing but fat in the morning. Try intermittent fasting, bulletproof mm-hmm. style. Like, that's a pretty advanced technique. And I, yes. I, I, and I think they're so- great. It's great advanced techniques, but I, want, I like the baby step first, only because they can't yeah. get there yet. 
Yeah, the baby you step is actually a really big step. And that's the point. Like, the, a lot of people, they'll never try all the advanced stuff, but just making the changes you're talking about, about eating real food that's not processed, or better yet, processing it yourself in this thing called a stove, mm-hmm. um, that's, uh, it's actually a revolutionary act when you do that. And then buying fresh stuff from the person who grew it instead of from China. Yeah. It's also a revolutionary act. So I, I think you've you've helped a lot of people with your 19 Thank ebooks you. already. Just make that change. Yeah, and I was I was so adamant about using the word unprocessed because that that's really how I feel things need to go. I mean, things have gotten out of control with first the fat free, then the sugar free, then the you know like everything's killing us. And then we got a juice cleanse. Then we got a, it's like there's so much out there, and they all have a, every place has a point, and I get it. But we've really gotten away from some major things that people need to change, like artificial sweeteners. Like, why are people following these crazy diets and still drinking diet soda? I don't get it. <laughs> so I needed to explain what's happening yeah. with art- with artificial sweeteners. Uh, my favorite thing is the new trend in food, which which is food free. Or, or they're like, <laughs> it's a low calorie snack. You're like, you know what that means? That means there's less food yeah. in there, right? Yeah. <laughs> it, it might be processed. It might not be processed. But if it's low calorie, it means that you're paying more money to get less food. Yeah. And that's stupid. Like, and I cringe idea- at fat-free, sugar-free. I cringe at fat-free, sugar-free yeah. because I'm like, what the heck is in there then? You know, yeah. what What are they putting in there? Soybeans. And, right. Yeah, and what people don't realize too is that what I I feel like I've really hot dialed in on the book is I have a big thing about artificial sweeteners because yes, your body evil. thinks it's getting those calories too. So you're, of course you're going to crave more and be bloated and want more. I mean, so aside from everything else it does wrong to your body, it's you know, they're wondering why they're still so hungry when and, and you it- eat. Real foods, and that doesn't happen. You get this neurological craving that comes from NutraSweet, especially. That, that stuff is so bad. And when I was trying to lose my 100 pounds, I was working out like six days a week, but I was drinking like big diet sodas because I didn't want the calories. And I was like you know, really struggling. And, yeah. and I thought I had it down. And, and this one day, I, right before like the afternoon classes, I went to the, the university like soda machine and I'm like, I'm going to be really good today. I'm going to drink a diet soda instead of even putting a little bit of soda in there because I'm not going to have any sugar. Like, I'm going to win. Uh, yeah. So I, I drank this, like, I don't know, 100,000 gallon. I don't know. It was, it was like a <laughs> vat of diet soda. And I'm sitting in class and I started to like hallucinate. And like, I oh kind of felt like my eyes are crossing and I was like drooling on myself. And the teacher was looking at me funny. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's what the diet soda did to me because I just overdosed on an empty stomach on diet soda. And that was the level of signal it took me to go, all right, maybe I should like back off on that stuff. It's messing me up. And and that was for me a really like a watershed moment to go, yeah. wait, like it has an effect. Uh, but most people don't know that it has an effect because they don't hit that crazy mm-hmm. dose on an empty stomach because it's just bad news. And when you re- when you do the science, like you, you've talked about in your book, without all the necessarily the deep references, but just saying, here's what it does to you. Like, mm-hmm. cool, man. Everyone should know this. Everyone in the country, everyone on the planet should know. If a, if a company tries to sell you those artificial things, uh, they're not doing it for your best interests. And if they tell you it's in your own best interest, that's actually evil. Like you, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, it's not, it's not okay. And I, I don't, I, you know, I also don't expect people to be perfect. So, but what's, what's really nice about an unprocessed food diet is when you are eating clean and natural foods, when you do have that junk food, whatever, you might feel good for a moment. But what happens is you start to realize what it does to you and how different you feel after and your taste changes for it. You know, it, it yeah. tastes different after when you get used to getting your sweets from fruit, for instance, mm-hmm. and then you go eat candy, it tastes funny. Like to eat, you know, like a piece of licorice or something, you know, it just tastes different. It tastes fake. Yeah. But it takes you eating natural and clean to get that. And I'm a human. 
You know, I mean, I'm not going to, I mean, I tell everybody I should be sponsored by Reese's Pieces because that's the worst thing for you ever. But yeah, one time a month I send my husband, I'm like, I need them right now. (laughs) I might eat them. And then I never feel good after. (laughs) And it reminds me why I don't do it. Which, which color do you eat first? I don't know. All the bad ones. I just, it's not good (laughs) for me. I, but it's like my one, it's like whatever it is from being a kid or something. I, if I really am like feeling, I need something, I want that. And I never feel good after it's like, you do it. And then you're like, why the heck did I do that? (laughs) But I teach people like you can't, you move on. Everyone's human. You do things, but when you're eating, it's what you do 99% of the time. And when you're doing that, your body reacts quickly and you remember why you don't want to do it again. At least well, for a month. <laughs> exactly. That reminder thing in, in the Bulletproof Diet book, I'm like, okay, try this for a couple of weeks and then just have pizza and beer and wake yeah. up the next morning and tell me it didn't work. And people are like, oh, you know, like, like it just <laughs> ruins you. And like, totally. Okay, that, was, that was always happening. Now you've noticed. And yeah. you're doing the same thing. You cut out the processed foods and then you add something back in. And, and I imagine that a lot of your followers, they might go out and have a little bit more than Reese's Pieces, but now you've actually felt the difference. The, the big food industry would, would love to have you go out and try one thing at a time. Yeah. And you'll never experience any difference. Oh, yeah, I cut out, you know, this one little thing. Nah, you have to cut out the group of things that yes. cause trouble, and they're almost all processed. I, this and, Halloween was funny because I hadn't had, like, sugar, food coloring, candy junk in a long time. But my, my daughter, trick-or-treating, whatever, and she was she had the stuff and she wanted to try some. And I, and I let my daughter do what she wants. I just educate her on what it's doing and then let her make her decisions. But I um, grabbed some of it. It was, like, Laffy Taffy or something. Oh, wow. And I was, like, thinking, oh, this is going to be so good. I remembered it as a kid. And I bit it, and it was, like, gross to me because I'm not used to that artificial sweetness anymore. So it was, I really realized how far off we have gotten with our taste and what we, it's just a mess. Cause it's like, to me, fruit is completely sweet to me. If I'm going to have fruit, that's all I need if I want sugar. Yeah. Fruit is, is plenty of sugar in there. But I, I remember I was in, uh, in Peru and I went to Lima, that big city, millions of people. And there's like these like fruit vendor carts, except they're all selling like Kit Kats and Snickers. And like they literally stopped selling fruit because it was too much work to get in the city. Oh my gosh. And then you get on a little plane, you fly to Cusco, which is a, a small town, and they're still selling fruit. And, and like you can see a difference in the population. Like, okay, are you eating food or are you eating like packaged crap? And you're happier when you eat real foods. Totally. But you do something else too, because you're you're celiac, and you mm-hmm. recommend that everyone, including non-celiacs, be gluten free when they're going unprocessed. Why do you recommend gluten free for everyone? Okay, so first of all, I don't necessarily recommend gluten free okay. for everyone, but I recommend unprocessed food for everyone. Okay. And when you eat an unprocessed food diet, you're pretty much eating gluten free anyway. So um, I wanted to explain that because just going on a gluten-free diet could mean a processed gluten-free diet. And there's a lot of people that go on a gluten-free diet and gain weight and get sick. And type 2 diabetes goes up because you are – that's junk. That's It's almost worse junk than the gluten-containing junk sometimes. You can actually have only corn chips and Coke and be gluten-free. Yes. And vegan, actually. Vegan gluten-free diet right there. (laughs) There you go. Perfect. (laughs) But so so I don't – let, and I kind of got away from using the word gluten-free because it – when I was diagnosed with celiac, this was years ago. No one knew what gluten was. Mm. Now it's like this trendy thing and everyone's gluten-free and, oh, gluten-free donuts. I'm fine. I'm eating gluten-free. And no, it's not fine. Now, I do think if anyone has an autoimmune disease, 
gluten has to come out. It's a must in my, in my, in my mind. Um, but I would say when you eat a natural unprocessed food, by my definition, the way I eat, there is no gluten in that. There's no gluten in fruits or vegetables or meats or nuts mm-hmm. or seeds or oils or in bulletproof coffee. There's no gluten in that. Right. Exactly. So it's gluten-free. So I recommend everyone eat an unprocessed food diet. I, I love that. And it just makes me, it makes me crazy when I, I see the, these you know, big gluten-free stickers. And I, I did something kind of sarcastic. Like, like I, I'm working on re-releasing a, a bottle of water. And I absolutely put a gluten-free badge on it because it's <laughs> freaking hilarious. Dude, it's water, okay? Oh, my but, gosh. Like, but I put it there because it, it's a humor That's item, funny. right? It's also – there's a vegan thing on my headphones yes. and on my DVDs. On my DVDs, I, I'm going to write It's like my water is vegan. My water – it's like I don't even care if it's vegan or not. Like, I don't consider terrible. plant-based or, veg, or, or animal-based to be a useful moniker because, well, my favorite animal protein is spider venom. And my favorite vegetable protein is serin, the nerve gas. So like clearly plants and animals are all toxic and we're going to die because we can't eat anything. So we should just be done with it. But those badges are are kind of funny. It doesn't mean healthy. It doesn't mean I help with, it doesn't mean anything, but it's technically true. So, Hey, let's, let's use it. Right. That's funny. I, I, I got away from the word gluten-free because I, as a celiac was over it (laughs) because I, and I, and I almost am embarrassed if I go to a restaurant now and I'm ordering what I think will be fine for me. And then I have to say, can you just confirm that it's gluten-free? Cause I feel like I'm the annoying person. That's the, I don't like that now. Like, so it's, I'm getting away from it. I'm, I'm coining the name unprocessed. (laughs) I like it better. The, the definition of gluten-free is also subject to regulatory approval. Yes. Um, this is maybe 10 years ago. I, I had my first chance. I finally got enough points. I, I used to commute from California to, uh, to Cambridge, England, which is a, a horrible commute. I did it every month. And I don't remember how many hours of flying it is, but it's time zones and jet lag. And I finally got my upgrade to, to Virgin Atlantic upper class, you know, the purple seats and oh, like, yeah. the, like a, a chair with enough leg room finally from economy. <laughs> and I order the gluten-free meal, and it comes out on these nice plates. And like, oh, you're gluten-free. And they bring me this roll. And I, I turn the package over. The roll is made out of wheat starch and has oh, 60 yeah. milligrams of gluten in the gluten-free roll. And I'm like, <gasps> like hey, it, it's below the regulatory definition of gluten. Therefore, it's oh, gluten-free. And I'm like, stick a fork in my eye, guys. Like, whatever. I'll just eat the butter. And in fact, that was the trip where I came up with the name Bulletproof. Uh, a guy named, oh. Her, uh, named uh, Herb Kim. Uh, was sitting next to me. We got to talking, and he like gave me the idea. So it, it was kind of cool. So, but but that definition of gluten free, it doesn't mean anything, right? No. It, you, you've got to watch out, like what's actually in there versus whether it's free yeah. of this. Because if they're telling you it's free of something, they're actually trying to distract you from knowing what's actually in there, which is what's most important. And the okay, my here's my other pet peeve about gluten free. So what I hate when someone says, "I think I'm I'm gluten sensitive," or "I'm celiac," or "I'm gluten intolerant." So I am going to get a blood test. And my doctor wants me to eat lots of gluten this week to make to so that it'll show up on my blood test. It's like, to me, I'm like, just take it out of your diet. If you feel better, you have your answer because, so you want to put more poison in you to see if you have a reaction to it. That's ridiculous. Just like being sensitive to lactose or just take it out. We don't need it in our diets. Yeah, there's a, I, I did the same thing. I'm like, look, some people have celiac, but many other people have long-term 20-year-plus autoimmune reactions to it. Mm-hmm. There's no argument for including it in your diet, except I'm lazy. And you're like, at this point, there's lots of other better sources of nutrition. Exactly. So if you're starving and you can't afford to not eat wheat, 
then eat wheat. Like it's great. Starvation is really bad for you. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, though, like move What's away the from point? it. Like yeah, it, there's it's no not, there's no reason. If you have to have starches, yeah. have I'd rather you have rice, potato, have something without gluten. You know exactly. Anyway. It, it's not an ideal food for humans. So when you take it out and when you unprocess your diet, when you're doing the seven day jumpstart plan, all right, cool. You, you got people to try it, and you know, maybe they only kind of did it. That, that's cool. Yeah. I, I want to know more about your diet. People listening to Bulletproof Radio okay. are always interested in the latest hacks yes. for the diet and all that stuff. What about uh, getting your body into fat burning mode? What do you talk yeah. about on your plan? Oh now? my gosh. Okay. So I could go down so many roads on this, but it, I'm going to make it. This is how I talk to my people because I want it to be as simple as possible. First of all, you have to consume less than you're burning off. And that just is very basic elementary school information. But um, I think a lot of people miss the boat counting so many things and trying to measure all these exact portions. And then they're just not active at all. So I tell people, you want to eat healthy, but you got to move your body too. You've got to move because we've got to get our bodies moving and not be sitting all day, which is horrible for us, and just eating. Because if we're eating more than we're burning off, we're going to have a problem right there. And then I, I also talk about that you have to you have to eat fat to get rid of fat. You can't, Just like I would tell you to drink water to not be bloated. You, If your body's not getting it, it's going to hold on to things. So I hate people that say, I, I, well, hate, I don't hate anybody, but I hate the whole fat-free craze. I eat a lot of fat, a lot of it. And the more fat I eat, guess what? The more fat I burn off. It, I'm not storing it when I'm eating it. So I keep it very basic like that. I'm not a fan of eliminating food groups entirely. I, when someone Natalie, says, yep. it, it's people like you who are increasing the price of butter. If you would just stop talking about this <laughs> high fat thing, it. I'd really appreciate it, okay? <laughs> but I love, you know, it's funny because you you got me hooked on um, coffee with ghee in it. I mean, that's <laughs> that's all you. And I've been sharing that a lot on my Snapchats and social media. I get so many people like, what are you, you're putting ghee that causes heart disease. I'm like, no, it doesn't. That's such old information and no. So I feel like there's just so much old misinformation out there now. And we need to eat real foods. We need to eat fat. We need to eat protein. We need to eat carbs. And carbs are not Doritos. Carbs can be vegetables and protein, but you have to eat foods for your body to operate that way. And so it's not storing fat and it's burning it. Uh, so I, that's very basic, but that's yeah. pretty much how I talk. I like to explain it. Even if you're not in ketosis, which is a big part of, of what I recommend going in and going out, you still have to eat enough fat to burn fat because if you're only eating sugar, your body's like, I got to store the stuff as fat. And, right. and certain kinds of fat like uh, brain octane specifically it can be stored as fat in the body. Like, like most fat can be stored as fat. It do- doesn't mean it will be. It just can be. But I'm a fan of like including things uh, in, in the coffee recipe. We're like, okay, this gives you energy and it just won't get there on your hips or on, on your belly or wherever you're, you don't want it to go. And that, that little kind of hack for me has been a big one. My big thing that I like to say is, because I, I hate when someone says, oh, do carrots make you fat? Or does coconut oil make you fat? Or MCT oil make you fat? What I say is eating too much processed food and not moving your body is what makes you fat, inactivity. And those are the two things that make people obese. Now, we can get into intermittent fasting or doing uh, ketosis. There's there's all kinds of things we could go down and and discuss. But the bottom line is, even if they don't do putting themselves into ketosis, if they do the basics, they're not going to be obese. (laughs) You know, it's very hard to be obese doing the natural way of eating, eating these foods. totally true. What do you have for breakfast? 
Well, before I met you, or after, because before I met you and in my plans, um, I'm I, I have different things that I like to do. I have like my okay. staple, like four different breakfasts. But one of my favorite things is I do like a natural um, turkey sausage. It sounds, I know that's processed, but it's one that's, I know every ingredient in it. It's a natural sure. and I cook it with MCT oil a little bit. Oh, cool. And then I do um, a big side of berries and fruit. So I'm getting my fat, my protein and that. That's a one breakfast I love to have. I love to do egg, eggs and avocado and fruit. Um, that's another one that I've done. Um, but now quite frankly, I've gotten addicted to your, um, bulletproof, but I've done it. I hope I'm not in trouble. I've done it not quite the right way. In fact, I, you have fans that like comment on my mind, like that's not true bulletproof. And I'm like, okay, I I was trying. (laughs) So I use, this is my new favorite breakfast and my entire team texts me in the morning. Always like, are you making the coffee? But what I do is I take your, your, um, the bulletproof coffee. And I think I told you last time I spoke to you, I had actually never had coffee in my life until like a month ago. And I so started cool. listening to you, and I'm, now everybody's hooked on coffee here. So oh, wow. um, I use we'll you your coffee. <laughs> I use your coffee, and I do. I add it in the blender with um, the MCT oil. But I do. Is it, are you using Brain Octane or XCT? Yours, your Brain Octane. Your Brain okay. Octane. Brain Octane is so, is like a subcategory of okay. MCT. Cool. So I'm using Brain Octane. Sorry, good, specifically good Brain Octane. It, um, I yeah. but I use. I don't use the two tablespoons. I use probably like a teaspoon to a full tablespoon of that. And then uh-huh. I add a tablespoon of ghee. And then I do a full scoop of chocolate whey, like a natural chocolate whey protein. And then I add a special cacao I like. Oh, <laughs> so nice. that's my little concoction and I blend it up and that's my addiction in the mornings well, right now. You've definitely got all of the real bulletproof ingredients because you've got butter. I didn't do the right ratios. I know that. Yeah, but you know, ratios vary by person. And, and it uh, some of the like crazy like calorie counting Critics like there's 430 calories in bulletproof coffee. I'm like, this is gonna sound radical, but like, just check this out. Yeah, a 90 pound woman will put less fat in her coffee than a 300 pound bodybuilder. And you know what? It's the same thing when they put scoops of scrambled eggs on their plate. The bodybuilder puts more calories on his plate, and the the lighter woman puts less calories on her plate because the amount of food you eat isn't actually yeah. fixed. It, it's a base of what's your basal metabol- metabolic rate? How much do you move? And how big are you? <laughs> like, those matter. So yes, I'll have 400 calories, but I'm like 200 pounds. And if well, you had 400 I, calories, it might not be good. It's so good. And then I put it, I put it in my Vitamix and I have to put it like on super high speed because it makes nice. it really like that frothy. And then um, my, and then I can't do the raw. Did I hear you say you put a can put a raw egg in it? That's not going to happen. I can't do that. <laughs> well, it, it gets slightly cooked when it's in the hot okay. coffee. But but here's the thing: it, it just doesn't stick with the way. <laughs> it's invisible when it's in there. Like it, you you would never know. It's just a little bit frothier. And then another um, thing is there. I lots of different ways I've done breakfast, but a yeah. lot of one thing I do love. I've I my like a big weakness to me was always granola, but I don't mm-hmm. want to eat granola, so yeah. I get a very natural brand of it. And I use like the serving size, I think is three quarters cup. And I use a quarter cup of it, but I trick it. So I take a quarter cup of granola and then I take a bunch of walnuts chopped up. And then I take a lot of strawberries and berries in there. And then I take um, shredded coconut and cacao nibs. And then I add a little bit of coconut milk. So that's another kind of breakfast I'll do. So I just, it's, it's about taking like the natural foods and I still get the crunch factor or whatever, but I've got to say lately, I'm pretty addicted to the coffee. That's like my go-to every day. <laughs> it's like, I'm just going to have to go on my next book because I love it. And it's, it's just my new favorite craving in the morning. 
You can do like like some of your granola stuff with the coffee. Well, I usually add some strawberries, well. so I wasn't completely honest. I'll add like I have to have some berries in the morning too. Yeah, that, that that totally works, right? And, and so you can build the coffee in. And what what kind of gives me indigestion? It's a new brand is, for you. You can call it Build a Coffee, and it'll be but, for people like me that just don't listen completely and just modify it. <laughs> <laughs> build a coffee. You know, you're you're getting the importance of you get the brain octane, you get the clean beans, so you don't get the food craving later from the coffee crash. You know, people put all sorts of weird stuff in there. Someone put bacon in the other day. I'm like, bacon. that's not good. <laughs> I did. I've tried. I've, I've tried tallow. Have you put I've, the cacao in there though? Because it's really yeah. good like that. We make a cacao powder, like a, a lab tested raw one. Uh, and I, I'll use that for mocha. In the Bulletproof Coffee Shop, we do that. We add nibs to some things and we use the collagen protein that's heat stable, uh, which is a, another hack for it. But it, it's like that basic thing where you get the clean coffee you get the brain octane and a little bit of butter because it has stuff in it that's really good for you. The ghee is so good. And, oh yeah, so butter or ghee, yeah. yeah. And, and ghee is actually better than butter from a from a nutritional profile, from a, a frothiness perspective. Ghee yeah. is not as frothy as butter, which is why I recommend butter for most people. It's pretty well tolerated, and it, it's just like a slight flavor edge. But you're you're choosing the right so thing. I'm right gonna here. I'm gonna go back to those Instagram comments. And I'm gonna say you approve because I had all kinds of of Dave fans going. That's yeah. not the correct way to do this. The, <laughs> and here's here's the other thing that that true bulletproof fans would would say about that. They'll say, look, whey protein isn't very heat stable. So if you're gonna go to the trouble of buying a high quality, low temperature processed whey, like I manufacture this crazy whey with extra colostrum and stuff, like. The, the way it doesn't benefit from a heavy blend because it breaks up the peptides, assuming you actually have peptides in your way. And then it doesn't stand up to heat very well. So what a, a true crazy bulletproof person would do is they would blend the coffee and the oils first, mm-hmm. which allows the heat to drop in the coffee. That's what I do. Oh, there, so there you, go. you go. And then you'd add the whey. And I, I generally say don't really put whey in coffee because of the heat thing. But if the coffee's cooled a bit, you add the whey at the end and then pulse it a little bit to get the whey mixed in but not like blend the crap out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty darn bulletproof. I could well, go for that. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not only I'm just unprocessing. See, I'm unprocessing. So I'm not perfection. So there you go. I, I'm suing. And it's look, I didn't even do coffee before. So I'm coming a long way. You have come so far. And look <laughs> at how amazing you look now that you're on coffee. Like you look twice as I'm good happy. As last time yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm younger <laughs> now. I dropped 10 years. It's yeah, your IQ doubled. I told, I get it, right? <laughs> no, I love it. I've definitely, I've like, I talk about it's on my Snapchat. It's on my Snapchat this morning. You have to check it out. It's, oh, I, that's it's so on cool. Snapchat all day. It shows my bulletproof, what I'm I, doing there. I have a question. So, like, I'm I'm old, right? So it, you're younger want, than me, I think. So if I don't I'm on Snapchat, like, do I have to wear pants? Like, I I, I don't have that down. Remember, we were talking about being authentic, like doing the whole authentic. <laughs> what I love about Snapchat is it is so real and fun. Like, yeah. I show, I just have fun with it. It's like you'll, I embarrass myself on there. I don't even care. It's fun because you think you're just talking to your phone and you just forget that a lot of people are watching. But wow. I just, it's it's fun and. You know, I, I don't, I start every social media site with just having fun and it evolves and my social media always grow pretty quick, but because I'm just real on them and Snapchat to me is like the most fun, real one. And people really? are just interested in what I'm doing. Like I, I, right before we recorded, we were on here, I Snapchatted that I was about to talk to you. I just, I just share whatever's going on. 
it doesn't take, it's like the least time consuming yeah. and you can't, it's okay. just, it's just fun. You just, whatever, whatever you think you're doing is show your setup for stuff. People are interested. They want to know what's really happening. They want to know if you ever have a Reese's Pieces. Like they want to see it. <laughs> they want to know the I, fun stuff. I actually don't have Reese's Pieces. I don't I, do any I'm, of that I, stuff. I, I'm just trying to project on you I, to yeah, make sure you know. I do that like coconut, a coconut agave. I forget their names. Like coconut ice cream sometimes. Okay. Like agave has fructose yeah. in it, but I don't eat any fructose usually. So like I don't really. But they want to. They just like to see. Like I, my dog is famous on Snapchat, and so is my husband. I just I make fun of everybody else. That's what you do with it. Just make fun <laughs> nice. of everybody else in your life. All right, I got my Snapchat lesson. So awesome. now talk to me about willpower. Okay. Like, like you've you've dealt with depression. You've dealt with obesity. You're clearly in like a really happy space. What's uh, What's your take on willpower? So it, I think you can't do things on willpower alone. You have to have a bigger picture, like a bigger why. So you, you need to know why you want to do things. Like with you, you said you were dealing with Asperger's and all these things going on, and you knew that you didn't want to feel that way. For me, I'm 44, and I'm a proud 44. I feel 20. I feel good. I am happy. I, I love when people say you look great for 44. Like I like that I can play with my daughter at the park and not be sitting on the bench complaining about aches and pains. You know, there's 44-year-olds that feel 90, and then there's me that feels 20, and I just, that's my why. I want to be here for a long time, and I want to have my wits about me and be as healthy as I can. And to me, there's so much we can't control. There's so many things we can't control, but why not control what we can? And I can control what I put in my body. I can control how much I move it. So I I do it. I control that. So to me, the willpower part isn't as important because it's like, I just know my bigger picture. And I, I feel like when you, you take the steps you've taken to sort of control the things you can control in your environment, like what you put in your mouth, it does free up willpower yes. for other things uh, versus sort of just being whipsawed around by like what you ate in your last meal or like what, what's going on in the world around you. Like, like having, building peace into your environment is not a bad thing because when you get a little bit of quiet time and maybe you perform better, maybe you have more willpower. It, it seems to make sense. Yeah. And and I like people to know that everyone's nobody's perfect. Everyone has their days. You know, every month. I mean, there's definite days where I feel down. Or I mean, it's just human. You know, you'll you'll have you have days that are bad. <laughs> but it's the, about making good choices, and so you can get the majority of your life great. But it doesn't mean you, you're never going to throw your back out, or you're never going to. You know, things happen. Things happen in life. But you just make the best choices you can while you can. Very very well said. Well, Natalie, I'm really curious how you're going to answer the, okay. the final question of, of the interview. I'm scared. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you, hopefully you didn't prepare ahead of time because it's more fun if you don't. But if, if someone came up to you tomorrow and said, look, Natalie, based on everything you've learned in your life, I want your advice. Like, I want to perform better at everything. What are the three most important things I oh need to Oh, my gosh, I love this question. Okay. Let's, God, I have like 100. Okay, the first thing, um, be accountable. It's no one else's fault. Because cool. you got to drop the blame game. I'm so sick of people blaming everybody else for what's wrong with them. Because that's not going to help them. You got to drop it and just be accountable no matter what it is. Uh, because things might be tougher for you. They might be harder. You might have more uphills to climb. It doesn't matter. You got to be accountable and own it and do it. Do you know Do you know who created the blame game? The blame game? No, who? I don't know. Whoever it is, it's their fault. Oh, it's their fault. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Sorry, I just I had to blame someone. I was, I was just being so, meta. Sorry. Yeah, I, ha- I hate Forgive the blame me. game. I hate the blame game. And then um, my, my slogan has always been excuses or solutions you decide because that's yeah, the other like thing. That. We all have excuses. I mean, I could yeah. have a million excuses, but we can choose to 
tell everybody our excuses and have validation about them. And that again, changes nothing, or we can find solutions to things and then everything changes, you know? So that's, that's the other thing I would say. And then the third thing I'm going to say is move. It sounds so basic, but it's just move more. Like I, I used to get in trouble in school as a kid because I couldn't sit still. You know, I was just like always moving and like fidgety and I want to get up and I was labeled everything. I was ADD, ADHD, whatever. And my daughter goes through the same thing right now with her teachers and her the teachers will say, she's not paying attention. And I, and I want to say, you're just boring. It's not her. You're just boring. Kids, people are supposed to move. I like that she moves around and wants to get up and doesn't want to sit in one place. Like society tends to tell us that that's not okay, that we're supposed to be sitting in a cubicle all day or sitting behind a desk and supposed to be little robots and just, you know, work, 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 and then go run on the treadmill for an hour. Like that doesn't, that's not what our bodies are designed to do. Like it's okay. Like I don't care what your teacher, your boss told you, like move around because inactivity is like close to being dead. You know, just move. I mean, I could go on about exercise programs and everything, but I'll tell you right now, if we just got rid of our chairs and our cubicles and those desks, a lot of obesity problems would go away. A lot of health problems would go away. So that's my last thing. Well, great answers as I would have expected. Uh, Natalie, thank you for being on Bulletproof Radio. Will you tell listeners where they can find out more about your book, more about you? You have like social stuff everywhere. Where should people go to like connect with you? Okay, so nataliejillfitness.com forward slash book is where I want everyone to go initially because that's where you're going to find out where to get my book, which is available everywhere. Um, But that's my website, nataliejillfitness.com. And then I'm on every social media site, um, nataliejillfit.com except for YouTube, which is Natalie Jill Fitness. <laughs> but other than that, um, Natalie Jill Fit and my books and bookstores will be in bookstores everywhere as of May 3rd. And it's um, available to pre-order now with lots of bonuses. Uh, and that's Natalie Jill. N-A-T-A-L-I-E jill.com slash Jill, Natalie Jill Fitness. Oh, sorry. Natalie Jill slash book. Yes. We'll include that in the transcript. Thank so you. when this goes live on the Bulletproof website, we'll put a Thank link you. so everyone can find it. No problem. So that looks like, can you see? But it's a hardcover. This is the galley. So it's like the paperback, but the actual book okay. is a hard cover, all color copy it, recipe. Is that you? That's me with blonde wow. hair, blondish, and now my hair is dark. It's gotten darker. Okay, that's why you look so different. That is like a yeah. supermodel picture. That's awesome. It is. I, I was heard. I was told I look like J Lo on this. I don't know how I feel about that. But this you is know, me. If, if people are telling you you look like J Lo, I, I think that that's okay. Like, okay. Like a, yeah. All right. I, well, yeah. I was. I. I. I don't ever cut my hair short. It's always long. But I've definitely gone blonde to dark many times. <laughs> if they said you look like Donald Trump or someone, That'd that's not a compliment. That's, that's the problem. But yeah. If you're like J Lo, I think I think you're doing all right. All right. I'm, I'm pretty well, sure. Like I, I'm not that cool. And if, <laughs> and I you know. fought for this cover, Dave. I did. Did you? I didn't want like the standard standing in a kitchen all serious like every other cookbook and recipe book and nutrition book. I had to be different. Well. It, cover design is a dark art and I certainly haven't mastered it at all. So I, I think you did well. Thank you. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. Have a, have an awesome day and thanks again for being on Bulletproof Radio. Thanks. If you enjoyed today's show, do something good. Uh, go, on to, go on to iTunes and say, hey, I like this or better yet, share this episode or share your favorite episode with someone who you think would like it. Uh, subscribe to it. And head on over to Natalie Jill's site to pick up a copy of, of her book if you'd like to learn more about unprocessing your diet. Uh, while you're at it, there's a few other things you could do. I, I mentioned at the beginning of the show a couple things you need to know about. And I'm going to mention them again because, well, they both have me super excited. Bulletproof bars. 
collagen, brain octane, all the good stuff. Super portable, super delicious. If you eat them with the chocolate bar, you'll never want to Reese's Pieces again. Natalie, I'm talking to you here. And Instamix, because sometimes you don't have time to, you know, take butter and oil and pour it in your coffee, but you do have time to do this. And because I live in Canada, I'm going to show you something here that just pisses me off. See this one? The customs people, yes, I'm talking to you, Canadian customs, you opened my precious Instamix and you cut one open because you're bastards and you put tape on it that says you inspected it. And you know what, this is unnecessary harassment at the border for people who just want grass-fed butter and brain octane in their coffee. Got it? It is a white powder, but it's not that kind of white powder. Have an awesome day, even if you're the guy who cut my Instamix open, I forgive you. Get tons more original info to make it easier to kick more ass at life when you sign up with a free newsletter at bulletproofexec.com and stay bulletproof. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.